0: Thank you so much for listening to yet another edition of 10,000 pitches presented by our friends at Stimulus Athletic. If you're a soccer, baseball, basketball, even ultimate Frisbee club, and, and you're looking for somebody to outfit your club with uh, game gear, jerseys, you know, or off the field or off the court apparel as well, Stimulus Athletic does all of it, and they have you completely covered. Jason and the team at Stimulus are amazing. We have worked with them in the past. I'm not just talking – from somebody who you know has stimulus sponsor this podcast. I am talking as somebody who has been a former customer of stimulus athletic and utilized them to develop our 10k kit last summer. And you've seen the reaction to that. You've seen how much the people love it who have gotten it. Um, I wear mine probably once a week, being completely honest. So if not more. So that's that's kind of the quality you're working with with Jason and the team at stimulus. So like I said, whether it's jerseys, whether it's you know off the field, off the court apparel, whether it's both stimulus. Stimulus has you covered. If you have a design in mind, maybe you're a designer, maybe you have a designer, maybe you really liked the design you had last year. Stimulus can reapply that to their quality apparel and jerseys. Now, if you don't have a design and you're going in kind of scratch and you're not sure what exactly you want, that works too because Stimulus has an awesome design team they can help you come up with the look you want again on that quality apparel and quality game gear and quality jerseys. So contact Stimulus Athletic. Go to StimulusAthletic.com. Click that design tab. Click that get started button and start your amazing process with Stimulus today and make sure you let them know Jeremy from 10,000 Pitches sent you. Here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome into another edition of Ten Thousand Pitches, a podcast devoted to everything Minnesota soccer and beyond. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're episode fifty-seven, and as always, we're presented by our good friends over at Stimulus Athletic. Uh, Subscribe, rate, and review if you have not. uh, Hitting that subscribe button lets you know when we drop a new episode. Ratings and reviews are huge, specifically on Apple Podcasts. So do us a favor and do one of those things, or all those all those things if you have not yet. You can also follow us on all the socials. We're at Instagram. Twitter and Facebook at 10 K pitches uh, last week, had a really good conversation. Kind of wish we talked to him this week instead with everything going on in Wapassle. But last week um, talked to WPASL and Hayward Wolfpack president Caden Bergman about the league, about the club and everything going on there. Obviously, uh, the league making big news this week, which Ethan and I will discuss, uh, here in just a minute. And then later on in the episode, we have a really cool interview with a few representatives from Dynamo FC St. Cloud of the Minnesota Amateur Soccer League. Their co-coaches, Eduardo Silva and Ed Johnson, along with midfielder and captain Leighton Lomel, uh, joined me to talk about the club, kind of the cool branding that they've had and, and the presence that they've obtained for being a club at that MASL level and, uh, how competitive things have been this year coming down the stretch so a really good interview with them coming up a little bit later on but as always first and foremost gotta welcome in chief good vibes officer of 10k mr Ethan brand ethan what's up
1: yeah what's going on um i think we could probably just go back to intern or whatever i should i
0: I should do a thing where i come up with a new title for you every single week
1: yeah we we could a little
0: little mental Um, challenge for me but
1: how you doing i'm I'm doing great, Jeremy., uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm great. I'm wonderful,
0: a little tired today, but that's okay. The, the coffee is has kicked in a little bit. I haven't The problem is I haven't eaten yet today. So I've got uh, the coffee, but I haven't had the food, so I'm feeling a little a little too wired, a little too spacey at the moment, but that's that, okay. I might talk really fast for the next hour, even faster than I already do. So hopefully the listeners can uh, can uh, hang with us as we anymore. go through everything going on.
1: And you gotta get back to work. We are yeah, we're the, on the lunch break. Lunch break pod again. Lunch break life. The 10, Love it. The ten k lunch break pod um, is back. Yeah, exactly. uh, I just ate a, uh, uh, a a Quaker Chewy S'mores granola bar. Um, Ooh, those are awesome. The s'mores are really underrated. Uh, the s'mores Very. are solid. Um, Very. In the in the variety pack that I got, I also got the dipped ones. So it'll be variety
0: pack is the best.
1: Yeah. Uh, Those those granola bar variety
0: packs are like my favorite things ever.
1: And and like the dipped chocolate one, like the ones that are like just a granola bar, but it's like completely covered in chocolate. So so good. good. And and the best part was like when you're a kid, you could talk your mom into getting those. Because you're like, it's a granola bar, mom. Like it's not healthy. But but in reality, that was that that that. It's just it's a, probably it's worse bad. than a than a Hershey bar. To be honest, yeah, it's just a candy bar. But you yeah. could talk your mom into packing four of them for lunch for you. Um, yeah. it, that's awesome. But um, but all that to say, uh, we're back. Um we are. We're, we're ready to talk some soccer.
0: We are. Uh, but first, uh, let's uh, congratulate you, Ethan, coming up on
1: your one year anniversary at 10K yep that's we are on the seventeenth was my first post um uh for on the 10 k instagram account um wow
0: memories at
1: at ten k pitches uh the number ten k pitches if you'd like to follow us um we we could use the followers over there um yeah no it's been it's been great you know it's been mm-hmm. it's been fun uh and yeah yeah been,
0: all right it's been, it's been a wild ride it has it's been, a- it's been it's been fun over those last year obviously you couldn't do a lot of this without your man so really appreciate your contribution and your help with everything um and then a little bit later on you have uh come up with a little draft for us uh so you're over there in wisconsin there are a lot of people here in the twin cities who are close enough to wisconsin or maybe grew up in wisconsin so they're milwaukee bucks fans Uh, Bucks with a big win on Wednesday night to even their NBA final series with the Suns. So, Bucks in six is still alive as the series stands at 2 2. So, in honor of that, we're going to jinx the whole thing and we're going to come up with a draft of
1: things that come in sixes. That's right. Um, the things that come in sixes draft. Um, shout out to, yeah, shout out to Brandon Jennings for, uh, for starting the bucks in six way in bucks in six wave um Mm -hmm. and uh and yeah it'll be fun but yeah big win for the bucks uh last night on the day of recording uh headed back headed back to the valley uh tied up uh, it's huge uh so we will do that later on
0: post interview so uh check that out but right now let's get let's get into the soccer ethan and a lot happening in the world of local soccer, specifically on the lower league front. This may be the most news-heavy week that we have had in terms of talking lower league soccer since we started this thing. Um, And first and foremost, top story, Bateau and Lobos, already a big match in Wapassel on Sunday, but it ends in a brawl. If you have not seen the video, check out Bateau FC's Facebook page. They live stream the match. You got to go all the way up until there's like maybe like 15 minutes left in the video, approximately, to see this. But was up 4-1, to one, and uh, at the end of the match, things were getting a little chippy, as you would expect. Big rivals, kind of the match already being decided. Lobos on their side being frustrated with what was happening. And then uh, a, a little pushing and shoving starts, no big deal. And then suddenly, just when you think things have calmed down and tempers have sort of subsided, it gets out of hand uh, punches thrown uh, people being spat on uh, it's it was a wild scene in Eau Claire over the weekend and uh, yeah just Ethan you you know the Batola guys pretty well trialed for them you know spent some time in Eau Claire uh, what were your initial thoughts when you a heard that this happened but then B actually saw the brawl
1: yeah it's uh it was crazy um and, yeah, I didn't really see it coming from either side uh, I because we, we've played Lobos and we've we've played Bateau. Um, and I don't know. I thought everyone was nice, like, the whole mm-hmm. time, like, you know, nice, respectful, respected the game and, you know, what we were doing there. Uh, but, yeah, you know, I guess tempers rise and um, and, and things happen and uh, got out of hand. Um, it did. But uh, I think one of the, uh, the crazier parts uh, was, like, the tweet that, like, Bateau sent out about it um it got like it got like 45 likes you know 31 retweets like which for lower league soccer is huge which for lower leagues or yeah for you know beto fc and lower league soccer is a big number um and uh and yes and uh and then obviously we're talking about it uh protagonist uh which Ranger is like article on it yeah yeah which is like us if if you don't know what protagonist is they just cover us for national soccer <laughs> yeah it's us for national soccer they do soccer. it way better and way more professional than we Yeah do. It, yeah yeah like maybe a touch better maybe not we don't need to get yeah. into it um they uh they wrote an article about it So yeah i feel like it's kind of making making the waves which like you know they say all publicity is good pu- publicity but uh, i don't know you never you know uh, in this
0: case I, i'm not i'm not sure but uh the league did take action uh, There's a disciplinary committee who is already kind of uh, uh filled out on the league um so they came together and basically one of the uh lobos players specifically the lobos player that struck a bateau player from behind he's been suspended Ethan for nineteen games that 's huge uh That's and awesome. then another lobos player was suspended for I believe one game um and then Bateau on their side got a fifty dollars fine for uh, sending out a tweet with you know some some details on what happened before the league was able to conduct their investigation, uh, and they also one of their players uh, was suspended for one game for his uh, actions within the altercation as well. Um, so that's kind of uh, how how the league came down. Um, I'm seeing a lot of agreement and disagreement on that front. Uh, personally, I'm not going to comment on on the the sanctions that were handed down, uh, Kane Bergman and the leadership in the league kind of put in a very tough spot there. Um, I do like the fact that they, they acted like swiftly, like they came to uh, a conclusion very, very uh, quickly um, just a few days after the, the incident uh, were able to gather the information they need to do. So Um, evidently made a kind of a fairly democratic process uh, upon uh, throughout the disciplinary committee voting on some of these sanctions and things. So, I think as, it, it was done it was done as fairly as it possibly could be and as quickly as it possibly could be which is really at the end of the day all you can ask for when when these things happen you know you can only ask that the league do do both of those things and I think they did to the best of their ability.
1: Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a definitely tough spot to be in and uh, and I think it's uncharted waters for uh mm-hmm. Um and yeah, yeah, I uh but but yeah, I no, I think you know it it, set, it sets a standard of the yeah. uh uh, you know the, uh, the quality and uh, of expectations for for players going forward. Absolutely. All right, we're gonna move on from that uh, and talk about uh, Minneapolis City Two,
0: uh, the mini murder or the rookery as they call them over there at MPLS City. Uh big one for them on Saturday. I will be there at Ador Nelson Field to watch the uh, the Crows take on. The Iowa Raptors, and this is a big one because it's the UPSL National Round of 16. And Ethan, you were talking about travel and you were talking about if these teams were going to get to, you know, when these teams were going to get to actually, uh, you know, play teams from outside the region and outside the territory. Well, uh, that will happen for whoever wins uh, the match between uh, Minneapolis City and Iowa Raptors on saturday again 6 p.m kickoff at adorn nelson field you can get your tickets either online or you can get them there uh at the gate on saturday
1: big one yeah huge uh once again the iowa raptors they played at least according to the website uh the upsl website they played eight games five wins one draw two losses um so yeah they they seem like a solid side of And uh, coming to town to uh, play a little bit of soccer.
0: Yep, and uh, of course Minneapolis City coming off their unbeaten inaugural season, um, regular season championship conference or division, yeah, conference Midwest division tournament champions, uh, division playoff champions, I should say. Uh, And now it's their big national test as they take on the Iowa Raptors on Saturday. So that's a big one. If you're in the area, that's that's one to go check out. That's going to be some high level lower league soccer with some serious serious stakes. So.
1: uh, and you said you'll be there, Jeremy.
0: I will. I will be on site. Are you like what? 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 Do you, do you got anything planned, or are you just
1: going as a fan?
0: I'm just going, just going as a fan. You know, just maybe I'll get to to see some people and talk to some people that I've only met on Twitter. Are um, you? You know, actually get to see them and talk to them in person. Um, should be a pretty good crowd there at the Nelly on Saturday with with Minneapolis City playing on the road on Friday. Um, there's no no sort of Minneapolis City. Uh, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? conflicts there we go uh on saturday so the 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 second team will have all the all the attention and all the buzz for that one are uh are you gonna wear your like 10k kit or something i may wear some i may wear one of our merch items i may wear the uh okay i may wear the don't count out the loons t-shirt okay Okay. it's gonna be hot so i gotta definitely wear one of my short sleeve tees and i wore the going mingo t-shirt yesterday so Ah,
1: yeah um yeah maybe uh if you get recognized, you know someone's like, "Oh, hey, it's Jeremy." Maybe just say, "Like, you're not Jeremy," just to throw him off a little bit. I, just I, kidding, I, that was stupid. I think I'll be truthful Don't do that. With, with who yeah, I am. Yeah, take I'm that out. Good. That that was funnier in my head. I uh...
0: well, I'm gonna leave it in. Nah, it's, uh, okay. but because you said it but you recognize I, that it wasn't funny. It was and stupid. It it was, back now. It was it's really all right. Stupid. It's all right. Again, it's early. You're, you're a young 20 something. It's, you know, 1130 AM on a, on a Thursday. You know, it's early for you, man. I, I know you're still waking up a little bit. That's yeah. That bad. was,
1: that was so stupid. I know you're probably up until
0: like 4 AM playing Fortnite or something. So, uh, you
1: know, <sighs> that was, that was uh no, I don't do that. But actually, if anyone's listening and has a PS five, they want to, they want to sell, you know, Ethan's
0: send it on the cheap maybe throw in uh nba 2k
1: 21 for him as well yeah we really honestly whatever i uh i still don't <laughs> have a ps5 um right. i kind of stopped trying but
0: yeah um, i'm definitely waiting until there's enough of an inventory for it to not be like a knockdown drag out thing
1: to get a ps5 maybe like the holidays this year um every day or not every day but like i I uh if you ever scroll through like the trending on Twitter and you see like target or like Best Buy trending. It's because they have PS5's in stock. Yeah, it's always cause the PS5 is back in stock. And, <laughs> so, like at least once a week you'll see like a lo- like some random like retailer trending. I'm just right? like ah missed out again. Um, um poor Ethan. Anyways, uh but anyways, um yeah, big game.
0: Yeah, that is and a big you'll one. We'll be there yeah.
1: Saturday, six PM,
0: eight or Nelson Field. Uh, speaking of big stakes so i just found out this week full disclosure uh that we have been wrong all along about how the npsl playoff structure works in the midwest conference so uh a apologies for that for all the teams for not being uh you know as informed as we we should have been but b so here's what's happening they don't we're not doing a four team north division playoff like you and i assumed that they were doing you know, we we assume that it would be Minneapolis City and Joy Athletic and then Duluth and Med City. And the winner of that would move on to the Midwest Conference playoffs. Well, in the Midwest Conference, evidently, they they skip straight to the conference playoffs. So it's a four-team conference playoff that is, is from the top two teams in each of the divisions. So the top two teams in the North Conference and the top two th- teams in the Great Lakes Conference combine for the four-team Midwest Conference playoff. And so this is huge for Med City and Duluth because they're currently battling it out for that second spot, which will serve as the final Midwest Conference playoff spot. So Friday night, if you're at the time of recording, if you're listening to this on Friday, Med City plays, I'm drawing a blank, uh, Minneapolis City. Sorry, Med City hosts Minneapolis City, and then Duluth FC hosts Sioux Falls. And this is the final regular season game for both of them. They're currently level on points. And Duluth does have the the head-to-head tiebreaker. So if the teams end up even after Friday night, it will be Duluth who advances. But if Med City gets a result and Duluth doesn't, or Minneapolis City gets three and Duluth only gets one, uh, then Med City is going to advance. So huge, huge stakes for under the Friday night lights in the NPSL uh, North Conference that is huge.
1: Yeah, it's um it, like I guess like the way they did it it kind of it, it's an incentive to be to be good all year, you know, mm-hmm. where it is just the top 2 teams not the top 4. Um which I don't hate, you know. I, I think that's probably like a good way to do it where you reward the the top 2 teams instead of giving, you know, the the middle four like mm-hmm. uh, uh kind of a one-off chance um but yeah, uh, big big games is Friday. In the, the,
0: the one qualm I have with it actually aligns with what Joy Athletic said on Twitter, and I, I'm usually not a fan of the 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 "woe is me" um, attitude for for clubs and teams. Sometimes when you know bad things do happen and things are going, unfortunately not their way, I don't like kind of the you know that sort of thing. But I do completely agree with what Joy said in terms of they kind of get screwed here, as do whoever finishes third in that table. Because in the playoffs, you would get Minneapolis City and Joy Athletic, who split the regular season series, by the way. Joy Athletic was the only team, uh, up to this point, has been the only team to hand Minneapolis City a loss. Uh, so there'd be huge implications there in that, in that first round match. Then you'd also get Med City and Duluth, who we said are level on points. So that would kind of be the 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 head to head kind of tiebreaker even there, too. So um that would, I think make things even a lot more interesting at a local level, which at the end of the day, I think you do want to try to make things, you know locally uh, relevant from a lower league soccer perspective. Um, I think that would be huge to have a division playoff before you get to the conference playoffs, particularly this season in the NPSl North. Unfortunately, not to be. So it will be either Med City or Duluth who advance along with Minneapolis City um, to that conference playoff, and after Friday night, we'll
1: know who it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. At, at a local level, um, it, it would be cool and it'd be fun, but um, but yeah. At, at the same time, you know, um, you know, MPS City has been the better team um, mm-hmm. uh, all year long. So, like, you know, in the in the instance that like or like. The way they're doing it, they're like uh, being—they have less games to win to ultimately advance, which kind of yeah, they're
0: they're they're definitely as you said, rewarding the better regular season teams. Um, and but but I don't know, I I I think there should be a North Division playoff, but I'm not super up in arms about the fact that there's not. It's still going to be interesting regardless. As long as long as we have a chance to get Minneapolis City and Milwaukee Torrent, I'm all about it. So. Yeah, that um, that should be hopefully, fun. If it hopefully, happens. no no disrespect to the other teams who are in the who may be in the conference playoff, but I'm really hoping that we get get the crows on the torrent. Um, so great. speaking of Med City, though, this coming down the stretch in the NPSL regular season is not the only big thing happening for them on the field. As the Mayhem opened their NISA Independent Cup schedule with a two to one win over Union Dubuque, they now play Chicago House AC next Wednesday. That's uh, July 21st, 6:45 uh, p.m. kickoff there in Rochester. So if you're Med City, you kind of got your eyes on on two different things here where you're trying to solidify your spot in the Midwest Conference playoffs and you need some things to go your way tonight to do so. But you're also playing in this huge National Cup tournament too. So it's uh, kind of an interesting interesting dynamic for the mayhem there.
1: And uh, the Chicago House AC, uh, they lost to the Torrent. Yeah, shout out Milwaukee Torrent for uh, beating uh, Chicago
0: House. It was Chicago House's first ever match. You know, they were, they were even like, they were wearing their training kits. Like they don't even have actual jerseys yet until the fall and before the fall season starts here in a couple months, they're going to unveil those very, very soon. But, uh, so that's kind of where they were at, but still that shows the quality of the Milwaukee torrent too. I mean, you look at their regular season schedule, only one loss, uh, and beating a team like Chicago house. So coming into that Midwest conference playoffs for the torrent specifically too, they're going to be on a huge high as well. Yep. Um, so that's, what's happening in the NPSL, uh, MASL coming down to the wire as well in division one. Um, here's how the, here's how the standings are shaken out. So FC Minnesota currently hanging on to that top spot. They have 30 points, uh, Dynamo St. Cloud, who we're going to talk to in just a few minutes. They're in second on 28 points, but they have a game in hand. So Dynamo actually, they, they control their own destiny in the uh in the conference or in the in the division to potentially win the division. And we'll talk about this with the dynamo guys, but but Ethan, this is a dynamo FC St. Cloud team who entered the uh MASL in division four in 2017. Their first season, they win division four. Their second season, they finish runners up in division three. So they get promoted to division two. In 2019, they win division two to get moved up into the uh the first tier. Now, last year they didn't do promotion to relegation because it was a condensed season, COVID implications. Not a lot of, you know, not a lot of the main players on these teams were able to play. Uh, but here in 2021, and just their fourth year as they moved up every single year, they have a chance to win the whole thing and win division one as well. Uh, and they control their own destiny to do so here down the stretch.
1: So very cool. It's uh it's like the uh the Netflix Sunderland documentary, if Sunderland actually was like better at soccer.
0: It's the opposite of Sunderland.
1: Or yeah, it's what if what Netflix when they signed on with Sunderland, it's what they wanted to see happen. Well Sunderland
0: went down two levels in two years. So it's literally kind of the opposite of right, what Sunderland right. did. Uh yeah, uh good good comp there. But um and then also we can't not forget there is still another team in the in the running Cardinals are in third on 27 points. They do not have a game in hand on FC Minnesota at the top though. So three teams within three points, I believe about five games left in the regular season for these teams, six for St six for dynamo. So uh, yeah, we're, we're coming down to it in division one there. Um, and then finally a little off the field news uh, forward Madison, uh, you know, they're known for their, their branding, their social media presence. Um, the, the guy who, who ran the social media up until this year, Jason Klein, um, he, uh, he is outgoing. He, uh, has taken another job. He's actually going to law school. Um, mm-hmm. so there's going to be a new person to step into that pre- prestigious role as digital content manager slash meme person for forward Madison. And that's actually Evan Warwick. And if that name sounds familiar, he represented forward Madison in the lower league E cup these last two years. Um, so not only was he representing them there, but now he's actually joining their front office as digital content manager um, big shoes to fill for Evan taking over that Twitter account specifically uh, people love it. So
1: hopefully he can, he can keep up that quality. Um, Yeah. It must be nice to work in an, in a social environment without a lot of overhead, like, uh, or, you know, uh, you don't need approval restrictions. Yeah. Unlike here at 10 K where everything goes, has to go through, you know, strict guidelines uh, mm-hmm. from the standards 10K. and practices. Yep. yep, high standards here. Nothing ever gets approved. Um, takes forever. Um, yep, because that's, that's how it works. Here. That's how it works here at 10K. Um, yep,
0: absolutely. It's not Our just
1: micromanagement. A lot of micromanagement uh, here. Tough environment to work in it here. Is, um, is, Why is. do but you think we make this better? Why do you think we let like go of interns left, right, and center? Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. We can't. Um, we can't keep that around. The misspellings. No. Come on.
1: Come no, on. De- definitely not. Um right. I uh no, I um that tweet from yesterday where I was like, name a name a name a name a podcast without ten thousand in it. Um it's that good. Was, I laughed. That, that was purely based because like I was scrolling through Twitter and I saw a uh, flounder, like the word flounder trend trending because someone tweeted like name a fish without like a, the letter a in it and i just thought that was funny i like that i mean there are a lot of ten thousands out there and, that, and that's why uh, i did the ten thousand
0: there's the the hardworking guys over at ten thousand takes there's the ten thousand layups podcast uh which is about timberwolves so yeah a lot of ten thousands out there so good tweet good shout ethan and it gives yes. it gives other podcasts a chance to comment being like oh we don't have ten thousand uh and so they get a little bit of a promotion there and kind of you know promotes the interaction on the Twitter, which is all really all we're there for. So uh right. good job. Good work on your front. Um,
1: yeah. Uh th- thanks Jeremy. Thanks for um thanks for signing off on that one. Um it's Jeremy approved. I that was fun and people brought in some some good uh some good pods like locked on locked on wild. Yeah um, hey big week for them.
0: Um speaking is of, it they yeah. let go of their two most notable players. Why? Because they were spending a lot of money on them, and oh. it's, it's the cost-benefit analysis that we were uh, talking about yesterday. Or last I week. know all about
1: cost-benefit analysis. Um, yeah. uh, I it, the expansion draft is coming up. Uh, it is Seattle the Kraken. Release the Kraken. The,
0: the the Kraken is gas. Like the Kraken is such sick. a great name. People who are crapping on the name, I'm
1: like, you just don't like fun. P- people were crapping on that name. Oh come on, it's it's Twitter, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair. I I think the Kraken's great, and like their logo is really good. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm Madrid all in. These are on... awesome. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm all in on the Kraken, man. Um, do you know, like? So how does an expansion draft work? Do we know? Do like? Do so teams... teams can only protect a certain amount of their
0: players, oh, okay. and then the rest of them are like up for the other team to basically get. Yeah. So when you're the only team in an expansion draft, you're like you actually have a huge advantage. And that's why Vegas was so good in their first year, because basically, like, since the teams can only protect a certain amount of guys, there's, like, a really good but not great player that's available on every single team, at least one. And so, like, they get a bunch of really good players, not necessarily superstars or, like, top-tier players, but if you can basically, at every single position, have, like, a really good, solid player, you're going to be good. Yeah, you're going to be a good
1: team. Yeah. I, um... That, that's got to be crazy, though, for like a player like you just you just get yanked out of wherever to yeah. at least like Seattle would be like I'd, I'd be fine moving to Seattle. Seattle seems cool, although it rains a lot. People are evidently are really depressed there. Oh, so. but for Starbucks, that's cool. It's a Starbucks. There's Starbucks here, but it's not the first one wasn't founded
0: oh oh this is like the culver's thing all over again you want to go to like the first starbucks you want to go to the
1: largest culver's i i don't really care about culver's like i'm not that into culver's but i i I think i've heard like the the first starbucks it's basically just like the original like brown colored branding with the old logo and people wait like i'm glad
0: i'm glad they did that
1: and people wait like an hour and a half to like Get, get their drink yeah i would definitely do it no questions asked i'm that's in worth it to me for no. me for me that's like a cool thing um i went to the biggest starbucks in chicago it's like five stories tall it's on uh on michigan michigan avenue yeah right, like by the nike uh i've, I've driven
0: by it or like driven slash walked by it a bunch yeah, of times. it's uh, awesome
1: five yeah, stories it's, tall it's it's super cool i uh i enjoyed it quite a bit um I'm glad. Nothing special, absolutely nothing special, but I enjoyed it. And, and like we're talking about it here in the pod. It's a conversation piece. And, uh, and you could buy like, they had clothing, so I could buy like start a Starbucks jean jacket.
0: And... If you're ever on a first date, Ethan, and like coffee happens to come up in the conversation, you have that in the back pocket, boom, went to the world's largest Starbucks.
1: That's it's true. Um, so I think, I think it, it makes sense to go to the, the first one in Seattle and just keep taking off, you know, big ones, big okay. Starbucks is there any other, any other, uh, well there's gotta be right? Starbucks stores. There's gotta be right. There's gotta be no. like, like what else could it be? Like the, well, I guess we just said the largest, the newest
0: um, you just travel to like where new Starbucks are opening and like be the per- first person in line. I Well, I, I could do that. I, I don't see. Well, like, just, you, I feel like you could make like a Netflix documentary out of that yeah or eh, maybe not netflix but peacock for sure hey don't just peacock Peacock would pick that up honestly Um, so if actually let's talk about this so if we're going like which one of my like um streaming platforms would be like on the chopping block peacock is low-key like way down that list for me um
1: we talk about streaming services a lot um Mm. (laughs) but okay yeah, let's, let's go ahead. Let's, let's do it again. I think we've done it before. Top three. Well, um, I'm
0: not going to go top three. I will say, like, so we just talked about expansion drafts, right? Protecting yeah. players. My protected streaming services right now, I have two of them. Okay, yeah. Peacock and ESPN Plus are, like, my two protected ones. All the other ones could – Netflix, as much as I love Netflix, eh, you know. Players- I – all the only reason why Netflix to me is worth it for me as a parent is because their kid, their kids content is pretty damn good. Yeah, uh, but Disney plus is obviously good for that too. Peacock actually sneaky has really good kids content as well. Uh, so yeah, I would say the only protected streaming services I have right now are really uh, uh Peacock and, uh, and uh ESPN plus. And the only reason I say not HBO max is because I'm bumming another friend's HBO max login. So,
1: I I love HBO Max. Um, I haven't started the new Gossip Girl reboot, but I've heard it's good, so I'll probably watch that. Because um, I I like vaguely remember the first Gossip Girl. I'd watch it with my sister. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I and you know what? To be fair, I did watch. I used Peacock to uh to watch like the first two Fast and Furiouses because those are on Peacock. Yeah. Okay, um, fair enough that yeah, and, and I,
0: you know, I randomly watched the first one like a few sundays ago like put put gabby down for her nap and like jenny and and my fiance were like out shopping or something i got the whole house to myself i got nothing to do i'm gonna throw on fast and the furious and take a nap fast and that's the furious that's right, All right.
1: Uh, fast and furious as like a franchise i just saw nine uh super ridiculous and uh j- unbelievably ridiculous um john cena uh Was not that good of a villain, Um, either. With Cipher, I don't like. like
0: He's just like, in terms of like, I don't. I feel like I would just not be able to like buy him as a villain.
1: No, I couldn't either. Um, I do. I can't wait though because I think it's going to happen because like they'll keep milking the the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, Like they get to the point where all the big actors kind of leave because, you know, Vin Diesel can only appear in you know, up to 25 Fast and Furiouses, you know, F-25, he'll probably call it. Um, I thought the 10th one is going to be the last one. I don't, I don't I think I so. thought I heard that. I don't think so. I, I don't know though. Cause after the
0: seventh one came out, they said that, I think they said they signed on for three more, uh, Fast and Furiouses and that was going to be like it done. Okay. I thought the seventh one, when the seventh one came out, I'm like, this is it. The they game. should they should have stopped after the 7. They and just um, kept doing spin-offs like Hobbs and Shaw. That was great. Hobbs and, I Shaw, love was, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, Hobbs so and like Hobbs keep Hobbs doing Hobbs. little spin-offs like that. Like I'm okay with, but like to keep the actual series going, I think it was a little excessive after 7. Yeah.
1: Personally. And and the thing with 9 was 9 was just a setup for 10. Like that's what it's like the resolution of 9 just felt like all right, like make sure like we got to watch 10 when it comes out. Um yeah. But um yeah, I've watched a lot of Fast and Furious recently. And um what a what a what a franchise. Um and I think what yeah, the cra- I, agree. I think one of the crazy parts about that franchise is like there's a lot of actors in that franchise where their biggest roles are the fra- fa- in Fast and Furious. Like Yeah. Like Vin Diesel. I, I think The Rock's biggest role is probably Fast in Fast and Furious. Um <gasps>
0: like they, that's
1: that's I mean that's that's debatable
0: but it also I'm not gonna like come right out and say like no you're wrong because right, like, I mean and especially in terms of like recency bias too like over the yeah, last since the past five came out I can't think of which was 13 12 13 years ago I think um like he had I don't that necessarily think he's been in
1: like a, a bigger movie since maybe jumanji I don't know where the jumanji movie is oh, yeah. yeah jumanji like all right, I'm getting the highest grossing rock, uh, uh, movies. All right, number ten, Rampage. Did you see Rampage? No. Is it, it was okay, not great. I mean,
0: it sounds like a, an action movie that what I would watch on like a Sunday afternoon.
1: Big, big FX vibes on the Rampage. Yeah. yeah big, yeah. big. You you come in 20 minutes late, but you gotta finish it. Yeah. Um. Uh, The Mummy Returns. Uh, San Andreas. I didn't see that. That looked stupid. Um, Fast Five, Moana. That's that's right. He was Moana. Moana. Yeah. And Moana yes. gets any bigger than Moana. Hobbs and Shaw, Fast and Furious Six, Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. That's the second one. The Fate of the Furious. And then number one, Furious Seven. Um, so yeah, I you that's three of the top five and like
0: four yeah. of the top seven that are fast, Fur- fast and furious movies, including the the top two. Right.
1: So yeah, he, he will be a uh, black Adam in like, I guess black Adam, which is like a DC thing. So well, I think, I guess that might be big, but, but yeah, like the rock Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel's like primary wife, whose name escapes me uh, or not. Yeah. He was, well, they Michelle guess, Rodriguez. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, Paul Walker, obviously RIP to him, but that his biggest role Ludacris. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the thing with like, Tyrese. yeah, his biggest role is probably definitely gotta be fast and furious. I just said, probably definitely, um, Jason Statham. Is that, it? No, his, he, no, he's no. been in,
2: well, so it, that
1: it, guy. kind
0: of uh, it's not similar to the rock, but it kind of is in the fact that like, he's just been in a lot of stuff. And, like, I don't know if any of it really was was necessarily bigger than Fast and the Furious, but he's, you know, he was he was obviously widely known, just like The Rock was before he stepped into the Fast franchise. But I don't know if he's anything bigger.
1: Yeah, like, I'm looking barely. through, like, the Expendables. Like, that's, like, I yeah. remember him from that. Um, he was recently in Wrath of Man, which I heard was bad. Um, I do think Jason Statham, though, on, like, I think it was is F8 when when they they they're blackmailing Dom and Jason Statham breaks onto the plane to rescue Dom's kid. What a yeah. uh, what a scene. What a scene. Like he's using like the baby carriage and like knocking people out. That was <laughs> I uh I don't know Jason Statham personally. I I don't know if I know him. I don't know oh, if yeah. I need to clarify that, but I did want to. <laughs> but the way he acts in Fast and Furious, like the like I guess he plays he plays Shaw. I the, I imagine him in real life being just like Shaw. Like yeah. Jason Statham scares me. I feel like
0: Jason Statham is one of those actors. He basically plays like the same, the yeah, same oh, person oh, in every single He plays
1: before. the same guy. He yeah. uh, he's also got a great name to say, Jason Statham. True. It's a very powerful name. It is a very power, powerful name. I. Uh, all right, I like we're gonna we're gonna cut
0: off the the movie talk. Yeah, that, the that got out of hand. got out of hand. I may cut this and put this at the end of the episode. Who knows? Yeah, that. Got, uh, <laughs> okay. But uh, as like, you know, the bonus content, the post credits content.
1: That that's been gone for like four weeks, too. I know. We
0: need to we need to add more of that. Yeah. Uh, all right, interview time. It is Dynamo FC St. Cloud co coaches uh, and a uh, player Leighton Lomel. Uh, I now have the absolute really pleasure to welcome here. in uh, uh, representatives from a club who I've wanted in. to talk to for a very long time. And as we're getting down the stretch of the MASL season, figure no better time to have them on. It's Dynamo FC St. Cloud co-coaches Ed Johnson and Eduardo, Eduardo Silva and captain and midfielder Leighton Lomel. How's everybody doing tonight? Thank you so much for joining the show. Right. Doing great.
2: Thank Thanks you for, Jeremy, having,
3: for us. having us.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, I've been really wanting to talk to you guys for a long time, been following you guys, obviously on social media, been following your ascent up through the ranks in the MASL. So very excited to get into all that. But uh, Ed and Eduardo, I'm going to toss it to you guys first in terms of uh, just, just how Dynamo got started. Obviously, your, your first year was in 2017. Um, Granite City also competes in the, uh, in the UPSL there in St. Cloud. So kind of what led you guys to start this club specifically um, and, and get involved?
2: Go ahead, Eduardo.
4: Okay, uh, we actually, uh, we were part of Granite City, to be quite honest. Okay. This is how this whole thing started. We I got invited to be a head coach of Granite City at that point. Uh, they were part of the AP, APL, and then it just, uh, things didn't work out. We had a great group uh, of players at that time. We just decided to do our own, migra- migrated to a Dynamo Club, our own club with based in Sun Club, And then uh, we, we saw that uh, the Mesa would be a great uh, league to start started and then play. So the goal here was really to open the opportunity for kids from 19 and up to have a chance to play high level soccer. Mm-hmm. This is how this whole thing started. And then uh, from there, we always saw many other players from Central Minnesota going down to the cities, mm-hmm. spending a ton of money out there, uh, traveling to play in, in actually in, in different clubs. And then our dreams were, Ed and I always thought that we can do that here. And then uh, somehow this was getting developed. And then with this group, we became very successful. So we're very happy about that.
0: Yeah, definitely been successful so far in your first four years, Ed. Um, just kind of getting, getting everything off the ground with Dynamo, what were some of those initial challenges and uh, kind of how, how happy are you, I guess, with how things have shaken out in the early going so far?
2: Uh, it's extremely pleasing to, to, to see. Um, I think, you know, when, when things started, uh, we had a core of kids, players, I should say, uh, that, has been, that have been with me since I coached up through the youth ranks. And so I started coaching uh, my son when he was about 10 years old, and I kind of stayed with it. Um, Actually, I I go back before my son, I was coaching some high school and and, uh, uh, some youth teams. And then my son got involved. And there was a core of kids that uh, stuck together through the years. And when we got done, uh, we kind of when they reached that age of nineteen, some of them went on to play college. Some of them kind of uh, continued uh, to to go their own path and not stay involved in soccer. But we kept the core of players, and and we brought some of them players along to start the club. And Logan or uh, Leighton and Logan uh, actually were guest players uh, for for my team. Um, they were. Uh, two of the kids as Eduardo touched base that used to travel to the cities to play at a high level uh, teams uh, down in the cities. And um, we got to know uh, Logan and Layton just because we were crosstown rivals through high school mm. uh, with my son and and him. And we became uh, pretty close uh, uh, friends and, and uh, we asked them to kind of guest playing some of the youth teams for some of the big tournaments and stuff around the area. So we got to know Logan and Layton really well and uh, very fortunate to be able to coach them and, and have them on the team. So they were part of that core group that actually has been together since four years. Uh, and we still have a few players that are still on the team. Leighton uh,
0: as as Ed mentioned, your brother Logan also plays for uh, plays for Dynamo. Um, talk a little bit about your and Logan's soccer backgrounds, a little bit. Um, getting involved with Dynamo, and as Ed mentioned, kind of having that local art alternative as opposed to continuing to travel down to the cities, spend a lot all that money on travel and and everything going on here. Um, just talk about that your background and kind of that 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 alternative, I guess.
3: Yeah, so my family, I mean, I've got three siblings, Logan being one of them, and all of us played soccer growing up. Mm-hmm. Three of us continued to play in college, and Logan's playing college right now. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I started playing around six years old, and at that time, it was local like rec league, and my dad was coaching us, and Logan did the same thing when he was about that age, and that my dad coached him as well. And I, I played for a travel team in St. Cloud for a few years. And then right when I was about the age of like high school and I started taking it more seriously and I knew I wanted to play college and I wanted to play on that higher level team that wasn't available here. I, I ended up going to Maple Grove and playing for the Maplebrook uh, club. And my brother did the exact same thing at my age because most of the kids in this area uh, weren't choosing to play college soccer. So they would, mm-hmm. you know, at that time they were just quitting or just, playing soccer is just like another uh, sport just for fun versus like part of their future, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I mean, when it came time to start playing college, you need, you need to have a team to play for in the summer and yeah. my f- going into my freshman season, uh, I graduated from St. Cloud Apollo and I ended up playing D two to division two soccer at Northern Michigan university oh, awesome. for two seasons and, uh, going into my freshman year, That was the first summer that we started Dynamo in D4. So it was like, it was just a big, a big beginning. Uh, My brother was still, I think, he was going to be a sophomore in high school. So getting to play with him some more was pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we had a phenomenal, phenomenal season that first year. I think we lost like one game or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time, a lot of the teams in MASL were a little old. Like we were the youngest team by a significant margin. Yeah. Because we had like all current or just graduated uh college players and and like as the last four years we've been playing in the league like the league has been getting so much younger and there's so much more college talent that's playing yeah. in it and uh, i don't know if we had something to do with that with our twitter or somehow or i don't know but it's been it's been pretty cool to see like the game is becoming so much more competitive not only just going up the league but the teams are getting younger and younger and it's making a lot more competitive so yeah, it's a little bit of my uh, background. And, and then I ended up in my college career, I ended up transferring to St. John's. So being closer to home. Okay. So very cool. Yeah.
0: Uh, you mentioned Twitter and I, I want to ask about the branding and the presence that you guys have in that regard. Um, to me, it's one of the best at that level mm-hmm. nationwide that I've seen. I mean, yeah. there, you know, there, there are teams in the upper echelon of, you know, NPSL or even NISA at some levels, that don't have the kind of branding and presence that you guys have. Um, Ed, Eduardo, maybe you can speak to this. Was that kind of uh, a priority early on or being that it's a younger group, did, is that something that kind of organically sort of manifested itself? Talk about that a little
4: bit. Well, uh, Dynamo was created also to give opportunity for their players to not only play soccer but develop any other things because they are very good at it. Mm-hmm. So, this is all about Logan. Logan has been absolutely phenomenal
2: (laughs) as far as coaching goes. The kid kid has a mission.
4: Yeah,
2: Yeah. (laughs) and then uh, he just put himself in
4: there, he he dedicated 100%. I mean, we cannot be more thankful to him to Mm -hmm. do all this because quite honestly, i don't have no idea how to actually use it. <laughs> <laughs> that's me i know those two guys they do but i don't have no clue <laughs> but uh, when i see him doing that stuff and then I, I saw some of the posts it was just like a wow yeah okay. and, and this it's is pretty awesome. it
2: is pretty amazing who is the uh I, I should know this but who is the club eduardo no, that, uh, that
4: as roma roma actually uh, recognize our club because what they do they do about one day specific in a year for a, a particular club and then as groma actually recognized dynamos fc wow. as one of their teams so this alone that alone yeah okay, that's huge just, uh, unbelievable okay unbelievable and then yeah. this is our own logan's logan's it's just uh, amazing he's been great on there so and then once again, it's not only the fact to have somebody who's doing the, the, the social media, but we want the people to step up to become assistant coach, eventually become a coach, eventually mm-hmm. take, you know, uh, um uh press release stuff. So mm-hmm. we want the people to get involved in the club. You know, it's not, the, the club is not only at a nine and a few players, it's everyone as the mm-hmm. community. This is the whole point.
2: So, and then we, we have a few players that are, are choosing coaching paths and some of them play on the team. And we're allowing them to kind of uh, spread their wings a little bit and kind of uh, be a part of the, the, the coaching decisions and stuff. Um, you know, but Eduardo and I, it's not our decision to, we involve everybody on the team to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, Eduardo and I are two guys that stand on the sidelines and try to make some decisions but really it's the players that are out there that are battling game in and game out. And when they come off the field, the first thing we say is what do you guys think? Mm -hmm. It's not about what Eduardo and I think we're going to tell you. Yeah. But basically what it boils down to is you guys are the ones that are doing the work out there. You are the ones that are getting hacked on, breathed on, kicked, spit at, yelled at, you Mm -hmm. know, taunted, we got to know what, what you think. Is this working or do we need to change something? And and we'll discuss this. Uh, and ultimately, we have to have a decision. So then that's where Eduardo and I will kind of step in and say, okay, you guys have said your piece. We, we hear what you're saying. Let's go this route with the change of this or let's do this or that. So, And I think that's what makes our club so, uh, so successful is because we listen to our players uh, other than just being kind of a – a dictator up there and saying this is the way we're going to do things.
4: Well, that goes even to, you know, participation, what kind of uniforms we want for the season. Yep. So decisions on the uniforms, decisions also who's going to play for the team. The, the players are involved involve also in tryouts. So, and then once again, when we dissolve and we take care of that, I know look can just get out the information and post it on Twitter. So that, it goes crazy from that point, which I love it. <laughs> Thank you.
0: You, you said uniforms. Got a shout out. they are our title sponsor here on ten thousand pitches. Stimulus Athletic. Uh, Jason, the guys are awesome. Uh, they uh, they've obviously hooked you guys up. You got that look, good feel, good play, good situation going on uh, up there. So um, love to see that. Layton, I could see you getting physically ill while the guys were pra- praising your brother. So we'll get we'll get away <laughs> we'll get away uh, <laughs> we'll get away from the branding and marketing aspect and go to what's been happening on the field. Um, so for those who don't know. Uh, Dynamo FC St. Cloud, you guys started in the MASL in Division 4 in 2017. You won the Division 4 championship and the Wilson Cup in 2017. Then you got promoted to Division 3. Win Division 3 in 2018. Or no, excuse me, runner-ups in Division 3 in 2018. Oh, right, yeah. um, there's the trophies. Nice, Eduardo. Eduardo showing the, the trophy <laughs> case behind him there. Um, and then 2019, you guys win Division 2 because you get promoted from finishing runner-up in Division 3. And so now with, with last year being what it was this year, really that first full season in division one, you guys are now in the race to win the division one title, two points back of FC Minnesota. You guys have a game in hand, which is huge. Only a handful of games left. Um, My question for you though, Layton is what has this run been like over these first four years? Kind of, you mentioned this kind of being your alternative in terms of playing close to home during the summer. Did you know being one of the younger teams initially that you were going to kind of have this huge leg up and be able to make a run like this? Or are you even kind of surprised as to what's happened over this first handful of years?
3: Um, I'm not too, honestly, I'm not too surprised because I mean you mentioned the Wilson cup win in uh, our first season. So what the MESL does also is that they, they have these mid season tournaments where they allow teams from division four and three and two and one all play each other. And you can kind of really see where you stack up. And at that time uh, we were playing in the two tournaments that they offer, which is the Minnesota cup and the Wilson cup, the Minnesota cup being uh, all four division tournament. And then the Wilson cup being like a two through four. So it's more like let the lower teams in a sense, like get a chance at a title and uh, so we were playing in both of those with the same squad with the same squad of guys, and we were playing basically double games in a weekend. So we were playing like four or five games in two days, which was brutal in its own right. But yeah. and we but, and we were competing one goal games against the best teams in Division One that year, with one or two subs. And and so we knew we were along with how we were pretty much dominating everybody else in Division Four. So we knew that down the road we would be a great competition with all of those teams. It would just take a few years because, you know, you can't, you know, jump the divisions or anything like that. So we took our time and, you know, we really uh, found the players that would, you know, be there committed year after year. If they weren't showing up at one year, you know, sorry, you weren't coming back the next one and we'd mm-hmm. find other guys that would, because that was one of the problems that we suffered with uh, through those four years of climbing is that we still would show up some games with, not even 11 at the starting of the match because you know guys just wouldn't let us know if they were coming or not and then but this year it's been a completely different story that we we've really found a group of guys and that are that are not only great players but great uh individuals that want to be a part of something special and that's what we've been doing and I think we've really been thriving this year because of that it's so crucial
0: when you can get guys bought in like that you know I talked to I talk to you know league presidents and clubs all the time, and and sometimes it really just come down comes down to how many how many numbers you have at the game, right? Mm-hmm. Like do you have do you have ten or do you have fifteen? Sometimes yeah, that can be the difference, right? But obviously especially at this
3: level, because I mean yeah, we're we're not getting paid to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're exactly the opposite, and we're just mm-hmm. doing it because we love to, and yeah, you know we want to keep playing as long as we can. I mean <laughs> that's yeah. really it. And I'm sure, I'm sure there's something to be
0: said, you know, the, the, the success sort of leading to that motivation to continue to coming back, you know, week after weekend after week after weekend too. So um, huge credit to what you guys have done. Um, so moving on here to what's been happening this season. Uh, like I said, you guys are just two points back at the top of the table. You do have a game in hand on FC Minnesota. Uh, what has this season in particular been like? Kind of a re- little bit of a return to normalcy. Um, you're right there neck and neck with the league champs. Um, you know, has, have things sort of kicked up a notch for you guys this year? And, and what do you uh, attribute to your, your success this season so far? Most two.
2: Well, uh, you know, I think it's the mix of players that we have this year that have, have come out. Um, you know, we, we have quite a few players that, that uh, uh, Layton has played with at uh, St. John's that are coming out. Uh, and then quite a few players that uh, Logan has uh, also played with over the years uh, down in the cities that have uh, come aboard and and played. And I think it's that chemistry of having players that have been along and, and together for periods of time that really, I think really makes that uh, chemistry develop and, and be so successful on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good thing. And then the, 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 Obviously, it doesn't hurt to have that uh, that drive of com- uh, competitiveness to mm-hmm. to want to go out and succeed and win. Uh, I think helps tremendously.
4: And I think also
2: it was crucial.
4: Two thousand nineteen. I know that uh, two thousand twenty. I know because of COVID, it was an odd year. But even so, Meso was the only league that would actually play in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And then for and then we didn't have any promotional relegation at that time mm-hmm. for our club we knew that stepping up to play division one it would be really hard and then last year because it was just like a kind of a fun uh, mm-hmm. league or just to, to play we were able to understand how the division one teams play yeah. and then the speed of the game and then how they and how hard it is and then the, we struggled. Last year we really struggled, but uh, the guys learn and say, "Okay, now we need to step up and we need to play better. We need to have a different style of a play of the game." And we were able to put pieces into the team that actually really helped make the team grow quite well. And then uh, now we see we have uh, the best defense in the league uh, with only nine goals allowed for the I mean almost eleven games. And yep. then uh, and then. Uh, we also have good quality players as far as, you know, uh, playing in the striker, midfielders. So that season, that 2020 season was a very good season for us to learn. And then we actually are uh, collecting the, you know, whatever we learned from there this year. So it's, it's, it's been pretty nice. I want
0: to play off of something that you said in terms of being able to get the pieces together, because um, you guys are having a, su- a successful run in Division One and MASL. Um, your neighbors, Granite City. Uh, finished second, you know, took Minneapolis city two to the limit in the UPSL championship game or the UPSL division championship game, I should say. Um, what does that say to you guys about the the talent pool that there is there in and around St. Cloud specifically? Cause I think, uh, you know, a lot of people think of obviously here in the cities, uh, the talent pool that's here on um, the other NPSL markets like Duluth and Rochester. Uh, but I, I think you guys in Granite city are showing that that St. Cloud really has that, has a a lot of talent and a lot of great players. Um, Leighton. if you want to talk about that a little bit, I mean, growing up in and around the area, you mentioned transferred to a play at St. John's. Um, what have you experienced in terms of uh, what that's like with the players that are in and around the area and maybe how that talent pool has kind of grown as you've grown in it?
3: Yeah, I mean... I think, you know, going back to our our club, I think the best players that play for Dynamo are the local homegrown players that played for our CMYSA, which is the the local club team, uh, travel team for St. Cloud. And we're able to establish that uh, chemistry with each other. And, um, you know, now if I was growing up, I wouldn't honestly, the travel teams that we have here in the area, I wouldn't need to go travel to Maple Grove because the level has risen a lot. And Mm -hmm. there are, there are premier teams in, in the, in the Sartell association or the, you know, central Minnesota association. And that was not even, I mean, that was like hardly even fathomable, fathomable at my age when I was growing up. So um, it's been leaps and strides and it's, pretty great to see like where some of these local uh, high school talents are going to play division one soccer or division two soccer wherever they're coming and then they're going to come back here and play summer soccer hopefully for dynamo or granite city or wherever that may be so yeah
0: and you have saint cloud state now starting their first yep. division two season here in yep. the fall um just I guess more general question that's very similar to the last one I just asked, but has have you guys been surprised uh, by the way kind of the the soccer talent pool has grown in and around the cities, Eduardo and, or, and Ed, in terms of where you guys are and how? I guess how impressed are you by how things have grown in that regard over the last few years, however long it's been five, ten years, whatever. Eduardo.
4: Oh. Oh. Yes, yes, and no. I, I, I'm surprised because I mean, let's put it this way: bring a Division II college, you know, uh, program for Saint Cloud State. Uh, it's gonna be very important for Central Minnesota because it's gonna put a highlights, you know, on the area, and then it's gonna bring more people here, and it's gonna also make some of the talents from the high school, from you know, from the youth program to actually play harder and then have a goal to, to, to go to, mm-hmm. you know, okay, now we have a division two team here. I don't have to travel that far. I don't have to actually look for a, a school outside uh, Minneapolis or even outstate. Uh, so I think in that sense, I'm not surprised, uh, but I think there's a lot of room to growth, you know, because we haven't even touched, if you think about it, we have Alexandria, we have Wilmer, we have, uh, um, uh, some other areas here in Minnesota, they have so much talent, and then they have so much Latino talent out there yep. that has, even hasn't been taught yet. And then they just need the opportunity. So I think it's going to be even better in the future. It's just a matter of you know being uh, given a chance, given a chance for them to play. So.
0: so- General question here to finish off on, but what do you think the future holds for Dynamo FC St. Cloud? Obviously you guys are trying to win an MASL division one championship this year, but you know, you, you do that and you continue to get better and that talent pool continues to grow in and around the St. Cloud area. I mean, do you have any expectations for what the next five years hold for Dynamo and kind of what does that look like when you sort of ponder that Ed?
2: Well, we, um, you know, we set into this just to, to get going and, There's always been talk, you know, maybe we can go to UPSL, maybe we can go to um, MPSL, MPSL. Uh, you know, maybe we can make it to that level. And you know, the interesting thing is, is the first couple years when we were really doing well, and and uh, that branding was out there, and Logan or Layton or Lo, I'm sorry, Logan was doing well. The two Ls screw me up every time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you know, those first couple of years, we were, we were pursued um, by these uh, um, leagues to, to join them. And as enticing as it was, us as coaches have to step back and look at where are we really at? Because mm-hmm. it, it is, it's enticing. Oh, hey, we can go to the, you know go up to a, you know, a semi-pro level. It's, it's, it's always enthralling to, to, you know, to uh, think of that aspect, to be there. Uh, But there's so much that's involved in, in getting that to that level. And Mm -hmm. Eduardo and I have have both been very reserved at not jumping too soon. Mm -hmm. And there was two or three years there we were pursued and We just kept saying, no, you know, we're not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. And, um, I think when we can come out and we can kick some ass and, and take Maisel, then we start looking at bigger and better things. Mm -hmm. Um, but we also have to have a core players that's consistent, uh, there that, that really can be together somewhat year in and year out to really build that, that level of ability.
0: Obviously, a good way to gauge that would be to maybe, you know, have some have some friendlies against some clubs in those leagues. Is that something on the horizon that, that you're thinking about for the future? And, you know, what's been the interest from some of those other clubs if you've already reached out?
4: No, we haven't yet. But I think the, the goal really, uh, our first one, we when Ellie and I we were talking about the play Division I, uh, or first goal, and I say that to the guys because they were pushing really hard to go to the PSL, and then I say, listen, Let's, let's win, let's be somebody from division one first. When you actually show that to me, then we can actually make a thinking about to actually do something else bigger. Well, look at where we're at now, you know, we're doing fantastic, the, 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 we're doing great. Do uh, we gonna, you know, step up and then step ourselves or make ourselves, you know, like I think they're gonna play in that level, I don't know. Maybe, you know, next year for a preseason, I think it'll be great to actually talk to some of the teams in the cities and then say, all right, let's get some of them more experience. Let's see how that level is and then go from there. So it will be a plan for next year for sure. The focus now is to win the division one. That's, that's I, the, that's I think
2: the um, an interesting side story here is I think our first year, Eduardo. Do you remember the, the – uh, we traveled to Duluth, and we oh,
4: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we played, We went to Duluth to play the Duluth. What is the name of that? Duluth FC. Yeah, is it Duluth FC, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, we had a few guys from Saint John's, and then uh, that team was very, very good team. I mean, unfortunately, forty seconds in the in the first half, we got one play that got a record. Forty mm-hmm. seconds in the game. That's rough. I know, and then. That team moved the ball so well and played with men shooter. We are we end up losing 9-3. Yeah. And then uh, you look at back and then it would say, okay, we look at Ed and say, Ed, we are not even close to this level. Yep.
2: You know, it, was, it was the eye opener that this is what we gotta do. Mm-hmm.
4: Right. You know, it's just a, it's a completely different ball game there.
2: It's nice though to see it, but it's awful to
4: lose. The
0: way that we lost. So, and then I don't want to go there anymore. <laughs> so. Late, Leighton. There's so much talk on. I mean, you know, your your brother runs Twitter. You're probably on on Twitter yourself, or you know, social media. There's so much talk about you know the American soccer system, promotion relegation, open system versus closed system. You know, you guys last four years have played in an open system in MLS. We're able to get promoted, and you know, as Ed mentioned, can kind of continue to sort of uh you know have have that time to to grow and to expand and kind of build over these four years um talk a little bit about the kind of that the platform that masl gives you to sort of give you that time to to get your team together to even have the opportunity to have the conversation that we're having right now about the potential of moving on into other leagues what's it been like to play in that you know sort
3: of unique system that the masl offers um it's been incredible I mean the 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 best thing about playing in an open system is that you get exactly what you deserve if Mm -hmm. if you deserve to go up and play against the teams that are better than you in a better league then you will the next season and if you really suffer and you don't deserve to be in the league you were just in you're going to get kicked out Mm -hmm. so it's just it's the it's the best way to show you where you know how well you're doing and uh, as far as like what goals you want to provide and so it's been it's been a perfect measuring stick, I guess, for our club and um in these last four years. And I think we're doing I better.
2: Think I think you're spot on there, Logan. I think it's been very, <laughs> very rewarding to see you guys uh scratch and claw because when we put this team together, it was a lot of mashing of teeth because players felt we were better than Division Four. Because when you come in to Mesel, you have to start at level four. Mm -hmm. There's no cutting it. Regardless, you could have a team full of division one soccer players. They are not going to allow you to start at whatever level you want. You have to come in and you have to work your way up to play at that division one level. And I think, uh, you know, there's nothing more rewarding (laughs) than that hard work and, and dedication and, 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 and just that, uh, desire to, to, to want to get to the top of the pile. Um, it gives you a, a different perspective of how the English premier league is really set up and how it really works and, uh, hats off to Masell because they, I mean, they have done a tremendous job yeah. over the years of making a solid, uh, reputable program, uh, year in and year out
0: it's from a from a media standpoint or from somebody who's interested in, in you know covering all these games and knowing what's going on they also make it super accessible and easy to know like they get the scores posted relatively quickly after the matches they update the standings like you know the schedules all right there it's just so easy to consume it too um so the leadership there at the masl obviously doesn't does an excellent job and um you know mm-hmm. be able to have a team like you guys too uh to sort of work your way up and like you said make sure that if, and when you do take that leap, you know, the, being that you have to start in division four and work your way up, it really kind of does give you that incentive to wait and, and really sort of make sure you're, you're taking your time and doing it the right way. So um, last question, before I get you guys out of here at Ed, Eduardo and Layton, I really do appreciate the time. Um, I want you kind of all to answer this in your own individual way. Um, I think there's five or six games left at the, at the time of recording like I mentioned, you guys are two points back. You do have a game in hand, so you kind of to you control your own destiny. Uh, complete this sentence for me. We will win the division
3: if blank. If we have the numbers show up every single game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we mentioned, it's plain, sometimes that, that's, what, that's what it comes down to. We know we have the, one of the best squads in the league. You know, we've shown it so far, so, and that's when we had everyone there. So that's, that's the key, I think. Eduardo, tactically, we will win the division if blank.
4: If they commit, if they dedicate themselves, and if they believe they can do it, yes, then we can win.
0: Ed, how about you? We will win the division if what?
2: Uh, how about we will win the division? There you go. I like that. <laughs> Period. Uh, Period. statement. Period. <laughs> uh, it, it's all about putting mind over matter and just getting out there and playing the game that our guys can play. Mm-hmm. They, put, they go out there 100% and they put their mind to it. There's no doubt in my mind uh, at the end of the season, we can, we can be right there. All right. Well, we
0: will be watching every step of the way as we get down the stretch here. Obviously, it's kind of a three-horse race. It's UFC Minnesota and uh, Cardinals in the MASL there uh, battling out for the title. It's going to be exciting down the stretch. Uh, Leighton Lomel, Eduardo Silva, Ed Johnson from Dynamo FC St. Cloud. Thank you so much. Uh, Leighton, tell everyone where they can find you guys, support you guys, kind of learn everything about Dynamo FC St. Cloud
3: uh i'm pretty sure our i know our twitter handle is at dfc stc and i think it's the same thing for instagram it might be D- at dfc dot stc but okay. you can find us there and we post before and after every single game updates about the the score and p- some picks from the game so awesome logan does a good job there <laughs> As we've been stating the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'll let you go. I'll
0: let you go, uh, go in the toilet after after we're done here. From all the <laughs> Uh
3: Ed Eduardo Layton, thank
0: you guys so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks,
2: Jeremy. Uh, have a good night.
0: Big thanks again to the guys from Dynamo FC St. Cloud for taking the time to join the podcast this week. Always love getting to know you know new, new clubs, uh, getting to learn about their origins and, and kind of how they've gotten to their, the point that they're at. And Obviously, with them making that huge, asc- huge ascension up into D1 and competing for the, the division title this year, it's really cool to get a chance to, to talk to them about it. All right, let's get into this weekend's action. Uh, first, as we mentioned in the prior segment, it's the UPSL National Round of 16 going down to Ador Nelson Field. Minneapolis City 2 and Iowa Raptors that kicks off at 6 p.m. Go to mplscitysc.com or uh, to get your tickets online, or you can get them at the gate uh, there at uh, Aidan at Nelson Field as well. Uh, final NPSL Midwest Conference playoff spot will be determined tonight, Friday night, as both uh, Med City FC and Duluth wrap up the regular season. The Mayhem at home in Rochester against Minneapolis City at RCTC Stadium kick off 645 there, and then Duluth hosts Sioux Falls at public school stadiums there in Duluth. At seven, the two, again, even on points, and if it ends that way tonight, the Blue Greens will advance due to them sweeping the head-to-head regular season series and getting that tiebreaker. But obviously, if if Med City come out with more points tonight, being that's the final regular season game, they will advance to that Midwest Conference playoff and get that final spot. Uh, Minneapolis City, obviously, winning the division. Uh, they will are they have already advanced. And then uh, from the Great Lakes Conference, or Great Lakes Division, I should say, it's Milwaukee Torrent and FC Carpathia uh, moving on to the uh, conference playoffs there the regular season for the npsl north officially ends on saturday with lc aris and dakota fusion uh ethan is that at arcadia high school
1: um or is that logan i think we're playing i think we're playing at logan
0: logan right. All right, and that's uh, 6 p.m. kickoff there, the final match of the NPSL North Conference regular season. Uh, big weekend, like we mentioned, in the MASL in Division One on Sunday, coming down to the wire uh, at the top of the table. Um, first off, Force FC and Valora at Braymar Edina at 11.30 kickoff there on Sunday. Hockett and Spam FC at St. Louis Park Senior High School at 4 p.m. Lions FC and FC Minnesota at Stillwater High School at 4 p.m., and then two of the top three teams, this is a big one, Cardinals and Dynamo St. Cloud at Whitney Park St. Cloud as a 4 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. Wapassel on Sunday, two matches, Spartan and Bateau at 3 p.m. at Fields for Kids. Um, if Bateau wins, they will actually clinch the the, the division there uh, if, if, with a draw or a win, I should say, and will advance to take on Hayward in the championship game on August 1st. Uh, and then Poskin Jets and Lobos round out the Sunday slate. That's at Burr Street Soccer Fields at 3.30. Uh, and then the final WPSL, the Women's Premier Soccer League, North Con- Northern Conference match is on Friday with Salvo and Fire SC-98 at Reynolds Field, which is on the UNW St. Paul campus. 7 p.m. kickoff there. Um, and also want to congratulate Minnesota Thunder for officially winning the 2021 WPSL Northern Conference title coming in at the top of the regular season table there all right Ethan. it is time for the things that come in sixes draft i have not given this any prior thoughts or notes so uh you'll get more off the cuff uh choices from me um
1: how many are you picking here um six no just kidding um what do each well three each three Three each. each so six six total six total um so yeah, once again, this is inspired by uh, uh, Bucks and Six. Bucks tied the series two two uh, with the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. Headed into, or I guess Saturday night is Game Five in Phoenix. So tomorrow night, uh, when you're listening, um, and yeah, Bucks and Six. It's a. So Jeremy, thing- do you know where it's from? Like, do you know why Bucks and Six? I don't know. Didn't you say Brandon Jennings came up with it? Yeah, so uh I'm pretty sure it was 2013, the year the Heat beat the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA Finals. Um the Bucks were playing the Heat in the first round. I was actually at one of those games as well. Nice. Um I was a big LeBron guy back in the day. Um anyways, uh and uh, in like a pre uh series interview, uh they asked Brandon Jennings like you know, like what it like, what do you think the series is gonna be, Brandon? And obviously Brandon can't be like, yeah, we're the eight seed, they're the one seed, we're going down in four. So he was like bucks and six. Um nice. and that's where it came from. Um, in my humble opinion, I think Brandon like Brandon Jennings was definitely like a good player uh with Milwaukee and had a great NBA career and just a fun player. But personally, I was I was much higher on Brandon Knight, who we got from who we we're in. Who Brandon Knight and Chris Middleton came over uh, from Detroit when we traded Brandon Jennings there. And I thought Brandon Knight had a art like a at least one really good year and a couple average years with the Bucks, but that's besides the point. We're drafting uh, best things that come in six. Um, Jeremy, number one overall. I gotta go with six pack of beer.
0: That's okay. That's number one. Um, specifically, six pack bottles of Kona big wave. All right.
1: That's my, that's my, that's my favorite beer right now. It's my beer of choice right now. Um, Great pick. Um, I, with my number one, am staying in the food category or the food and drink category. And I'm going uh, half a half dozen donuts. Oh yeah. Um, Nothing better specifically uh i'm not i'm not biased i like all donuts i'm a donut guy but uh quick trip uh glazers come in uh packs of six um can't go wrong i love i love a good kt glazer um actually i love six of them and i will inevitably put back the whole box in a day so um yeah that's my that's pick number two okay snake, snake draft go again oh i go again Sneak okay, drop. my next pick is Friends. Uh, mm. It was they were a group of six. They I, were uh, that's solid. They were gr- They were a great group of friends. Um, quite um, they were indeed. Did you watch the Friends reunion on HBO Max? I did. Pretty good. It was pretty good. I mean, for what it was. I mean, it wasn't
0: like blown away by it, but it was cool to see them get back together. Yeah, it, and it and was
1: cool. Stuff. And then, and when Rachel and Ross were like they said they had feelings for each other in real life. I was like, yeah. Jeez, that, that took me out. Um, anyways. Yeah. Um, Friends.
0: Friends is a good one. Um, all right. This one's a little weird because I'm also having a tough time thinking of anything else. Um. Specifically the first six seasons of sons of anarchy. It's not a huge fan of season seven. It's not a huge fan of how they wrapped it up, uh, but the first six seasons were high quality. So that's, that's my, that's my
1: second choice. The first six seasons of Sun, Sons of Anarchy.
0: Yeah, the seventh season—I I don't know—told it was just there to be there to kind of tie everything up and wrap mm-hmm. everything up. um But the first six seasons, kind of Jax's ascension to the head of the table, and then kind of the, the fallout from a lot of the other stuff that happens. If you're going to watch Sons, I don't want to spoil it for you. uh But yes,
1: first six seasons. I think. F- I think for a while I thought um, Sons of Anarchy was like reality TV. <laughs> like I, I thought yeah. they just rode a motorcycle gang around and like that was that was obviously it. without but, having watched the show. Yeah, oh yeah, I, I did not <laughs> yeah. watch. You didn't watch the show and be like, "Is this a reality show?" I watched, <laughs> I watched the commercial, I think, and I was like, "Oh, that must be reality TV." Um, and and yeah, and it it was not. Um, okay. You're, you're up again
0: uh right? i don't know i'm a big breakfast food guy so i'm gonna go with half a dozen eggs as my third one half dozen eggs that come in sixes sometimes especially if you get like like farm fresh eggs usually oh, okay. they come in packs of six instead of 12 like, so so it's
1: not like farmer's market eggs yeah and those are always the best too i i can't tell the difference in eggs like Brown eggs versus white eggs, like I have no idea what the difference is. You
0: need a better palate, my
1: friend. I guess so. Um, I do love like farmers market stuff in general. Like, yeah, for sure. Like you definitely pay...
0: are just fun. I sound like an old person, old suburban person saying this, and I kind of am now.
2: You do, uh, but farmers do?
1: markets are a good time. They're all right. Yeah, you like. It's it's like kind of that perfect level of social interaction that you want to have at 10 a.m. on a Sunday. Yep, yeah, correct. Cause you don't really need to talk to you anyone. You want to get out,
0: get some fresh air, you know. Oh yeah. Wanna, Big you talk just like you I don't want to be I, forced to talk to people, but if a conversation happens to strike up with somebody, it's there. There are enough people there for that to happen. Or you can keep to yourself and just walk around
1: and get some cool stuff, some healthy stuff. And like and something about paying four dollars for you know two tomatoes Makes those tomatoes taste really good. Yeah. And you're and also, so, you know, you're, you're supporting local. You're buying local. Facts. Buying local. Um, okay. Anyways, last pick for me is going to be uh, the, the first six Star Wars. So, four, five, six, one, two, three. Okay. Not a fan of the last three? Um, I thought they were entertaining. Not necessarily good. Um, I didn't hate them. Um, and to be fair, even the first couple aren't great. I just think I like or the or not. No, the fir- the original three obviously like are, are very good. But then the, the prequels. So, uh, you know, episode one, two and three, like I view those through, you know, the rose tinted glasses that are being a young child. And true, uh, yeah. And and every movie You're definitely not
0: as much of a critic when you're a child. You're just like, you're right, oh, there's right. a lot of
1: cool stuff happening in front yeah. of you. This is awesome. Lasers. Pew pew. Um yeah. and, and that's all it takes. Um but um and yeah, that uh I, I'm a I'm a Star Wars guy, and uh and yeah, so those are my, my first six or my the first six are my pick for best things. And that's the draft. Um do you have any honorable mentions, Jeremy?
0: No, I could barely think of three. So okay. definitely
1: honorable mentions for me. What about you? Yeah, I was thinking, um, like you know the big muffins you get at Costco or Sam's Club? Yeah. That those come in packs of six. I love yeah. those. I like the blueberry ones are nuts. Like absolutely sure. crazy. Um also um uh the movies. Wings. The movies wings sometimes come in sixes. Oh that's true. Wings some, come in sometimes come in sixes um hamburger buns generally come in six no one eights never mind yeah um, they
0: always because because hamburgers usually you get enough for six burgers and the, then they give you the eight buns to offset so then you got to keep buying more burgers to
1: align uh, with the buns, and you got to buy more buns to align with the burgers it's a huge conspiracy good it's good marketing or good upselling I guess I don't know um I uh, I was also thinking the movie seven minus one um, well, the movie, the movie seven, you know, what I'm talking about with like, yeah. and then just subtract one, it's a good movie. Um, yeah, okay. and that, that, that's six. Um, Sixth Sense with Bruce Willis, Haley Joel, Osment. I don't know if I've seen that, I've heard of it, definitely heard of it. Yeah, um, I see dead people. Yeah, yeah that's what that's from. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah I don't know if I, I. I'm not a big horror movie guy. Um, and then, um, I don't know. Do you have any players that were number six that you just like, you just loved? Oh, that I loved? That See, I, I I respect the hell out of LeBron.
0: You can never yeah. say I really like liked him or loved him as a player, but, uh, or like him or love him because he's obviously still playing. Um, Miami Heat LeBron was, was special. Yeah. Stan Musial wore the number six. I'm a Cardinals fan. So, uh, you know, Stan the man, legend. Uh, hmm. Yeah yeah that's all i got
1: i uh Corey joe when he came when he played for the raptors he wore six uh that was cool um eric bledsoe when he played for the bucks he wore six <laughs> shout out to eb uh but yeah anyways that's, that's the it. things like the bucks and six
0: that'll is- do it for 10k thanks so much ethan always appreciate your time and your contribution <laughs> to the pod yep Always great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Of course, thanks to Stimulus Athletic. Go to StimulusAthletic.com for looking to uh, outfit your team with some apparel, some cool jerseys, some cool stuff, as our friends in Dynamo FC St. Cloud have done. Um, you can check out their website to see what Stimulus has done for them and what it can do for you. Um, and, again, thanks, everyone, for listening. We will be back next week. If you're going out to a game this weekend, enjoy it, and we'll be back next Friday for another episode of 10K. See you.
1: Thank you so much, everyone, and have a good weekend.